0: Welcome to the Golf Chat Show. We chat all things golf, from random topics to the latest news. If you need some golf chat, this podcast is designed for you. So if you're on the way to work, at the gym, on the course, on the range, hitting some putts, or just need your golf fix, Let's just play some golf. We're here to chat some golf, so get ready and relax. It's now time for the Golf Chat Show with your host, Gatch.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I don't know what episode number this is because we've done quite a bit of recording in the last few weeks, but this is the Golf Chat Show where, guess what, we're chatting about some golf. Now, this week's basic topic we're going to go over, I'm joined by Shu and Rod again, so thanks for coming on, Japs. Um, This week's... Is about memberships and what are we missing? Anything is it flexibility? Cheap green fees means the decline of membership, but then in the last couple of months, because of lockdown, membership has gone up. But then I'm quite wary that nobody's going to probably still join after lockdown and go back to paying, playing, and so on and so forth. So um, I've actually done some research, Griff, some stats which we are happy about. So I've not come in free handed as you think I do at times. So, um, basically we were just going to go over memberships and if there's anything they can do um, just to give you a bit of context to the situation obviously choosing in Spain at the moment but Rod's is probably early to mid 30s same as me getting um, and there's also always a big jump from the immediate, immediate ratings to the full membership and then with full membership it determines if it's value for money if it's not value for money then you look elsewhere if you look elsewhere does it, it, you know, all of a sudden you're starting to pay 12, 13 quid, special 1300 quid for a membership, maybe put a joining fee around the Midlands area, so we're a bit like, mm. I know it's not all the same around the country, because I did put a out on the players forum yesterday, and everyone's got the different ways, but I just wanted to go through what people's thoughts and opinions are, so it will be a debate, but it will also be a bit of a rant for me, I guess, I'm going to try and not be as positive as possible, but both memberships do need to slightly adjust so just to give you some stats quickly, this is from November last year from the National Golf uh, Magazine, Club Golf Magazine, from the EGU. Is that over the in 2019? There's no stats been released for this year yet, but in 2019, ten thousand six hundred and eighty-five players decided not to join a golf club last, last year. They decided to leave their membership lapse down. Uh, in Wales, it was exactly the same again. They lost four percent of their membership. Scotland again lost four percent of their membership. Uh, Ireland, they were like for like more or less, they went down 0.58%. Uh, and there is now a national, well, you no know, courses are closing up to November last year. Uh, the courses, there's 16 new courses or more courses in the UK than there have been in the prior year. Now, I know that number is going to change because courses closing down in lockdown. And if you look around and start looking to the EGU website and a few articles on social media and so on and so forth, membership in this country has gone up over the last two months. Now, they're saying, well, basically, nothing needs to be done because guess what? Everyone's joined a golf club. It means it's value for money, it means it's relevant still, it means nothing needs to happen or change. My personal opinion is a lot of people are still going to be on furlough from September. And if that is the actual case, then reality of the situation is people are going to give up the first thing to go, which is always leisure. Golf memberships will stop, golf memberships will probably come down. And then on top of that, they'll just pay and play when they can afford it or when they can. Um, there seems to be a massive gap in the market for myself where you either pay £900 for a course, which is the average, average, or you're going to join a private club, which is £1,100, £1,400. There's no middle road anywhere. Um, if you just wanted to play different courses with different opens, I know there's a Flexi Golf membership, um, which is done on a point system where you pay three fifty 50 a year and it's done on a point system where you have to keep topping up your card depending on where you play. You can keep a membership that way, but these never really appealed to me because I've looked at that. Think some sort of membership where you know, depends on the court and the situation. I think memberships need to be flexible, probably just a 12 month thing anymore, especially how society is and society's got. So, um, there's my quick explanation uh-huh. what we're doing about it. Um, any thoughts, chaps, on memberships overall? We'll just go straight into it. I don't care who speaks, which, which one do you reckon membership wise? Um, does true. it need to change or is it okay? okay is it relevant still is it still to the
2: point where people are like well i don't need to change membership because membership's fine um what do you reckon yeah i think it's um like you said in the area where you are it's very much uh you pay eight or nine hundred quid for an average course or you pay through the nose for a course that's in good condition probably nine ten months of the year um good good irrigation good drainage and stuff as well um, a lot of the other courses, like I said, the medium courses that you pay in up to eight nine hundred quid for, haven't got the facilities or won't pay for the facilities to make keep the upkeep of the course. Um, I think there's a you've got the five day memberships that are offered, which obviously there are some people do those because they can't play weekends because they work. Um, it really depends what your situation is, I guess. Um, th- there may be, like you said some of the, t- the top top courses now I know there's joining fees as well like you said um around the area uh whether that's i don't think that's meant necessarily i don't think there's many around the country i don't i wouldn't, there's I, wouldn't not many, so on the, I don't there's hardly any but like you said is um there is a gap there of of sort of quality of course and payment you're going to pay um whether you would like you said stretch your budget to go and join a course that's going to give you um, better quality you know when you turn up you know everything's going to be decent Uh, it is a difficult one really it depends obviously time you're travelling as well to, to the course a lot of people play after work don't they so they just want to so I put
1: something on, a, on the players' floor and on Facebook about it. Why don't people join gold clubs because it just too expensive? And there's loads of different reasons why people do it, do it, don't do it. And yeah. one thing was, well, they've got to pay the wages on the course, they've got to pay for the upkeep of the course, so on and so forth. That's why private clubs especially, are expensive. I'm like, so is, it, is it just a buy one every year, though? Does the price cannot come down a bit one year and go back up the next? Whatever. Um, but nobody could, like you say, Situation-wise, I don't think nobody could tell me why a happy medium can't be met. In my head, I, I can't think why it can't be met if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, some good points.
0: Uh, Rod? i um, got a couple of points, to be honest. Um, I mean, golf, for me, like every business, it needs to continue to evolve and, yes. and also be innovative in the way that we think and memberships is included in that. Um, With memberships, really, nowadays, I think you need to offer as many flexible memberships to potential members as possible. So, I mean, back in the day, you probably would have just one membership, just a yearly membership, and and things like joining fees were a lot more common back then. Now, more and more golf clubs are scrapping their joining fees. Now, there's still some out there that have a joining fee, but I'd say most potentially or probably don't. um but in terms of variety of memberships like i said you've got your normal membership your seven-day membership you've got your five-day um but there are some good ones i've seen from other clubs that would definitely um provide more options for potential members so you've got things like okay you've got your sort of a points-based membership so you've got a certain amount of points to spend throughout the year for a reduced price you spend more points where there's the weekend or the time of day you play. Um, There's also courses that do country memberships. So if you live, say more than 50 miles away from the course, um, you can have a country membership. So a reduced fee. And another one I saw that's quite good is um, if you're already a member of a course in the local area, the course offers you a reduced membership to join there. Um, so you're not really um, paying, a, paying basically full whack on two memberships, um, but also one I just thought of you're not really. You get the five day membership, but there's no talk of saying a two day membership where they only do weekends. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. I thought I've never seen a golf club offer that, when really most people I'd say can only play on weekends or they play in the evenings and the week. But I think that kind of membership would potentially spark a lot of interest amongst people because, like I said, most people are working throughout the week and they won't get the time and the only time they can get away is on a weekend. So that's potentially an option. Um, yeah. I think would definitely be of interest to a lot of people. But again, with memberships, it depends. Each individual is different. depends what they're looking for. And I just note it down for me, say the top five things I look for in a membership. Okay. Um, or number one, I'd be the quality of the course combined with sort of the variety of the holes on the course. Cool. Um, number two would be price. Number three, location. Number four, um, the general sort of atmosphere and the personality of the club. Um, mm-hmm. You don't really want to join somewhere with a lot of stuck-up members and, you know, they're all thinking they're the new. And we've, we've, uh, we've all kind of experienced that. Um, and then the fa- number five for me is the facilities in the golf club as well, whether there's a practice area or the change of rooms, et cetera. But the yep. course quality, I go back to that point, and the price. Um, now, I've played courses that are in great condition but the course itself is quite boring. There's not much variety in the holes. There's not much imagination gone into the design. Um, So, yeah, you go and turn up and you come away thinking, that was great, the quality of the course, but just found it a bit boring. Um, Or are you happy to join a course where there's a lot more variety, but the condition of the course is just a bit sort of mediocre it's each to their own, really, and that's sort of the top five things in that particular order. What I'd look for, but yeah, it'll vary from person to person. What do you look for, Stu?
2: A curiosity while what, while Rod's up. Yeah, I, I couldn't disagree with those five. I think those five are the most important. Definitely, I was waiting for number five, and I was thinking he's got to mention the range, the, the yeah. practice area, and and he did. So yeah, whether it be the same order for different people, I I can't see that anything else comes above that. I think it might be, like you said, a different order for different people. But it's it's a strange one because um, you're looking at prices and we're just, just working out prices and stuff and and we're saying like, it, it seems that a thousand a thousand pounds seems to be, anything under a thousand pounds seems acceptable if the course is decent, let's say, and anything over a thousand is sort of like, wow, you know, that's, that's a lot. But if you break it down, I suppose, Depending how many times a week you're playing, on average, you, you know if you're playing twice a week, and you're just saying you'd pay. Let's say you weren't a member anywhere and you were paying twenty-five quid a green fee. Let's just say so you're paying fifty pound a week. You know, I'm not going to do that every week of the year, obviously because of the uh, the inclement weather and stuff like that. But you'd be looking at over two, you know, between two and two and a half grand if you if you were playing somewhere, if you if you were playing and you weren't a member somewhere. Um, so. Really, I mean, I suppose if if the course is good and like Rod said, practice facilities are good, the courses run well and stuff like that, then really a thousand pounds is not that much. If you break it down for for what you're actually getting, you can pretty much turn up and play whenever you want, playing all the comps and stuff like that. But it, it all it all depends on the first thing that Rod said, number one, and that's the condition of the course.
1: Mm. Yeah, for me, it's it's. If the greens are good and the tees are good and the bunkers are good, I can ignore the middle bit, being honest. I can't ignore it. Um, as long as the greens are nice and slick and actually a, a possible service, because we being sanded bigger lid, and I don't mean it's in a horrible way to anybody who might be listening, um, especially if you're a single figure handicap, the putting will differentiate you from the rest of the field. It will do. If you have slower greens, everyone's got a chance. Um, so for me, it's down to the greens. The
2: greens are good, yeah. I mean, if they work, they need to work. I I would assume golf courses should work from the greens backwards. So, uh, make sure the greens are good, the approaches are good, and the surrounds, and then the bunkers and the fairways are decent. And then, really, you've never gone off come off a course and said those tees were unbelievable. I'm going back. I can't wait to play
0: there again, yeah. Well, what I mean by tees, never longer level. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Golf courses, they work from the greens backwards. Yeah, really. but, we, you, you but how many
2: times have you come off a course and said, you know, those greens were fantastic, you know, yeah, okay, the rough wasn't great, the tees weren't great, but I'd love to play there again. Well, a lot of times we've done that, but yeah. we never ever would you say, oh, the tees were immaculate. Look how they were yeah. cut going back there. It doesn't really well, matter. No, I don't mean it
1: really like that. I mean it as in, if the greens are good, then we reality, if it was me a green keeper priority, right? As the next green, one priority on the course, I'd go green, so the green's good. Yep, cool. Well, let's get the tea good because they're hitting off that. That's the yeah. sort of next thing. And then there'll be approaches of bunkers. And the fairway yeah. would be okay, if the budget wasn't there, then okay, we'll just cut it and get it to a standard. Yeah. Point. You can get it to a standard fruit cutting because there's grass on it. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you can't really neglect the fairway. Not much, anyway. Unfair. No. Definitely um, not. No. That's what I meant by it. Anyway, I yeah, no, I
2: agree. But for me personally, those bunkers would, are amazing. Yeah. I'm going back there tomorrow. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. only a personal opinion. I prefer that the t- the bunkers were were good than the tees. That's only a personal opinion. Doesn't doesn't really matter to me what the tees are like. But I can see where you're coming from. That might be yeah. just the green keeper side, the green keeper head, uh, keeping the tees, <sighs> keep the tees immaculate, and the it's First impression, isn't it? The first tee, yeah. first impression, but. Um. Yeah, I think as long as the fairways are half decent and, and and the greens are and the greens are good, then. But you need that nine or ten months of the year. You know not one or two months of the year. Yeah. To, to justify what you're paying for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I put something on the players forum on Facebook. A thousand people on there. Just why don't people join clubs? And you know, is the seven? I'm not saying the seven day membership is dead because it's not, especially. If you, make use of it and you're happy to join one club but a lot of people say oh, I get bored of playing the same club it's too expensive Another the main two things that come at me I'm like okay well if you just want to play and play that's fine you know that you're going to play and play that's fine the problem is everyone's got it it's, I can't get a handicap unless i join on a goal club mm. and that's what everyone's saying and there's no cheap way really of doing it you have to join a goal club to get a handicap don't play in the opens. there's a lot of guys that on that forum have said I'd like to play in Opens, but I can't because I've got to join a club. If I do that, I mean, I've got to spend at least five, six quid commitment to one club. I don't really want to commit to a club. Blah, 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 blah. So I think now clubs have got to be flexible. So what I mean by initiative, as Rod was saying, especially from a business point of view, is that there's a, there's a course, I don't know how good the quality is, but one chap said on there that um, he pays a hundred pound a year. Member of that club, all playing rights, I think he said it's four rights. It's his handicap, so you can go and play other places and so on and so forth. He plays in the odd pump up there, plays in the odd ball comp and so on and so forth. Um, but what he does, he pays three quarters of a green fee or guess rate every time he plays it. Every time he plays it, he's got to go and pay in the shop. Or they, you know, or he can put five or six rounds on his card and they just swipe it and away they go. Yeah. I thought that was a cracking idea. I was like yeah, well, because That's the reason good. I say that is because when I used to work in a pro shop, many back in the day, they had there was this loyalty scheme that club did, and it was twenty five quid to join the club. Get a handicap, you can play in medals, you can do all that, right? You still got full player rights. However, you just pay three quarters of a green fee every time you're up. You played like ten in a, ten rounds of golf in a month. You get a free round of golf. That's how it played. It was like a loyalty scheme to the golf club. We had over hundred people do that. the hundred and fifty members. And over 100 people that do that, and other people who joined other clubs would do it. Now, reality is probably back this is probably what early 2000s it was probably a bit too cheap, but I thought that was a cracking idea because we gained membership just because of that. Now, if they'd like the course that much, they would then convert into full membership. I don't see hardly any clubs doing that. Mm. So the course we're at do some sort of discount rate where you get X amount of rounds per year for a discount rate, but I f- that when the guy said 100 pound, I'll just pay three quarters of fee. I get to go and keep playing all the comps. For me, that's that's probably the answer. Personally, the reality is, if he pays a lot one summer, he's going to spend more than he would do on a membership, and then he's got a decision to make next year. Hmm. So he puts the person back in control. What do you want to do? Join the club, or do you want to still have the flexibility but don't play as much at that club? The reality is, if they're still there, they're going to be using the clubhouse, or they should be using the clubhouse. I Meaning money beyond the bar. I mean Profit, meaning more money can go back into the course and so on and so forth. When I say flexibility in membership, I think something like that is sort of what you need to look at now, personally. Um, yeah. There's a lot of other people that pay 800 quid a year, but their club have gone to the next door club down the road and gone, excuse me, can we be uh, partners with two different entities as a whole about a joint membership scheme or they get discount for playing either vice versa. And both clubs have thrived off it. Now, both clubs have got access to, like, over 1,500, 1,300 members, something like that. Um, when I was chatting to somebody. So again, I think that might be a possibility as well. I don't know what you guys think on what they could do membership-wise to just change it up a bit. I mean, for me, I'm in the situation now is do I pay where I am at a member now and have a media course to pay a grand, or would be a grand next year, or do I up it and go as web travel or do I not bother for a year? And that's sort of the situation I'm in at the moment, and just have a year off um, and pay and play when I can. Let's put it that way, um, but I don't know what you guys think. I mean, we'll go to the pay and play thing in a minute, but
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> let, let Let's face it: being golfers and being sort of keen golfers yep. as we have been for years, we know golf is such. a it, It's still seen as a very elitist and exclusive sport. Mm. And, and as much as they're trying to do from the inside to change that view, let's face it, there's a lot of clubs that really hold them back from progressing in that sense that like I said, a lot of clubs that still wouldn't allow women to join all that kind of stuff. And the problem is yes. going back to you, about handicaps. your point about handicaps, you can't join a club, well, you can't have a handicap unless you are member of the club. That's the exactly way of it being exclusive. and, I don't, it's not the clubs that need to look at that it's the union the golfing unions themselves for each country or the world mm-hmm. well when um, this new handicap
1: system comes in I don't see there being an excuse not to do it no I don't no. think you need to join a club to be a, a new you just, every round you do you actually put your scorecard in that's it when so that comes in next, in
0: November is it I don't see a problem
1: honestly yeah. in doing
0: that I don't think sure. you need to join a club personally anyway yeah. and, um, in terms of membership I, th- I personally think golf needs to go to the point where you should be able to customise your membership to whatever suits you in terms of because you have work or you have childcare or whatever. Let's face it, at the moment we are, well, me and you Gatch, um, we pay a seven-day membership. There's no way we play every single day of the week. If we'll play two days a week, maybe at most, um, ideally for me, would be to have, say, a three-day membership. So you could say, okay, I'll put myself down so I'm available to play a Saturday, a Sunday, and then I can pick one day in the week. And if I've done those three rounds for the week, that's it, tough shit. You can't, you can't play anymore. Um, and obviously the club track that by you booking your tee times. But I do think that something like that is the route that golf needs to go down again, to open it up to a lot of people because a lot of people, they say, why should I pay seven for seven days a week when I might only play once a week if possible and I'm paying out, say, close to a grand a year? And maybe not all all clubs do offer, say, the five-day membership. And the five-day membership, for me, is completely pointless because I work in the week and I just want to play at weekends. I don't want to pay where I just have to try and, rush back from work to get a few holes in after work and not be able to play weekends. The whole purpose, of, the whole reason I play golf is to compete and play competitions and to get better. Um, as much as I love a friendly knock, it's not the same as playing a competition and competing properly against others. Mm. And that for me is like I said, you know, people, clubs need to go down the route of having a customizable membership that basically caters for all members and they pick the membership or the days they can play which suits them and the club sort of charges it on a say pro rata almost basis but again like I said just spouting ideas here but um, yeah I get something like that would be difficult to track because everyone will be doing different days. But if you use the tea time booking system, you track who's played however many rounds. And who knows? Who knows? It's just it's just an idea. Rui, anything to add yeah,
2: no, to? I quite like both of those, but I I do like the sound of what you said, Gareth, about the uh, the minimum minimum membership, and then depending on what the green fee is, you could just say to them, right, you pay 15 quid every time you play. Essentially, you're paying a member's guest fee. Yep. Because that's what I reckon it is, something like that, 15 quid, 20 quid, maybe. Obviously, some courses it's a lot more, but uh, we're just talking just a middle-of-the-road course if you're paying with a member. Um, And that way, then you can, like you said, some some months you'll be able to play quite a lot. Obviously, in the summer, some months you won't be able to play so much, like Ron said, with work, childcare, depending on how far you live away from the course, et cetera. But that way you'd allow people to have handicaps, uh, playing the competitions. You may actually then get quite a lot of members and then you might have an overload at the weekend. That's the only thing because people would, a lot of people would go for the £100 and then just say, right, we're going to play at the weekend. Um, Try and get in the comps that way. And then it's, do you charge people to play in the comps when they're paying a comp fee? because a comp fee would be normally four quid, five quid or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's there's a way around that, but I quite like the idea of a minimum membership and then uh, um, paying paying to play essentially. But a reduced rate, even if it was half the green fee, you know, if it's 30 quid green fee, you pay 15 quid or whatever. It's just like I said, if you're working it out, you, you're playing, let's just say you're playing twice a week at 15 quid. So 30 quid, you're paying 1500 quid a year. Uh, Obviously, you're going to minus between a grand and fifteen hundred because you're not going to be paying all the way through the winter. So again, you might be able to play three times one week, one the next. You might not play the next week, depending on like Rod said, depending on family commitments and stuff like that. So I think that would be a way that'd be quite good. But also, Rod's Rod's idea was quite good as well. People can't play, like they said, they don't see a two day membership offered. Like I'm sure Rod would probably take a two day membership. You would probably say. I can just play Saturday and Sunday, even if I play Saturday morning and then maybe play another nine holes later in the day. Or stay and play twenty seven or play eighteen on the Sunday or I know you can play in the week, but a lot of people can't. Like you say, get home at five, child, whatever. And it's like even it's a push to maybe play once, once a week in the evenings, you sort of well, I'll play play Wednesday night or whatever. But I'm sure if there's a two day membership for say, if you look at what's five day would be six seven hundred quid you'd be looking at maybe 300 quid something like that
0: i don't know yeah i mean i, I if there was the two-day membership offered for me personally i i mean i'd be all over that especially if it was just a saturday and sunday because because then you could go and play other courses in of an exactly. evening if you wanted to you could exactly. go and play a couple of local exactly. courses or whatever i'd play a saturday or sunday and then during the week Even if I'm not playing, I could probably still go to the range or something like that after work. Or I could play nine holes or 18 in the summer or something like that at another local course paying. And you don't mind paying that green fee because you're only paying for a two-day membership. Mm. Um, And also, also, if you had had the two-day membership, you'd you'd be effectively a member of the
2: course, right? So if you wanted to, I think, if you're a five-day member, I'm pretty sure you could probably play at the weekend at a reduced rate. So if you were a two-day member, you could play in the week at the reduced rate, even if you yeah. like three, not, three quarters or 20 quid or something like that. So that way, then we'd say if you were a two-day member and you were paying 300 pounds, let's just say you're paying 300 pounds a year and you're you play maybe once every other week in the week, you'd probably end up paying 500 quid, maybe 600 quid a year. Yeah you know so realistically you're not far off what you'd be paying anyway but you'd not be you'd be feeling you'd be getting a better deal because you'd actually be playing you can actually pick and choose when you play in the week um so that that would be a good idea actually like you but said there'd be a be lot of people that would go for that two day membership
0: we're saying you know um certain courses they offer sort of intermediate rates and things like that the the age of the intermediate rate varies by club um so for me personally now I've last this, well, last year was my last year as intermediate rate. So now I'm paying full whack as of July this year. So we're talking an extra on 30 quid a month. Some people might not sound like a lot, but 30 quid a month is a lot of money for someone like me. Um, so basically, like you said, and especially the fact that I have yeah. most weeks, only play once a week. Um, So you're talking, I'm paying just over 80 quid a month now. It's a lot of money for playing maybe four times a month. Yeah. Um, If that, sometimes. Sometimes I won't get to play at all in the week. Um, So a two-day membership, I think, is um, especially to make golf more inclusive for people, give people those options, especially a majority of people that want to get into the game. They say, I'd love to get a handicap or I'd love to join a golf club, but I can't justify the money. Um, it's a lot of money especially if they say oh, i'm already a member of a gym or i'm already whatever yeah. member of another club a tennis club or whatever it is it's it all adds up in golf we know we go we know golf is such an expensive sport to play the clubs and mm-hmm. the equipment it's it all adds up and that's what makes it such an exclusive and elitist sport really and that's why clubs really need to look at memberships to to open it up to a lot more people yeah
1: i agree i think well what i want you to do we're going to go over green fees very quickly and how that's yeah. damaged it because it has damaged it massively and i remember the upsurge that on the internet early well mid-05 upwards i guess um have a think, what I want you to do, we'll do it very quickly at the end, and then we're short for time, have a think about what would be the ideal membership categories for your golf club. Imagine you're the owner and what you would do, and I'll go around each of you, you'll have like two minutes, three minutes to explain, I've got just mine as well. Green fees, going back onto that, that's damaged it with the two for ones and the cheap time on lines and a lot of golf clubs to get cash on board as quick as possible because nobody's really joining the clubs. I mean, like, I'm not going to say the club, but we know a club around here that was in the Midlands that was charging 12. He plus food for 18 rounds of golf during the week. I mean, that's just giving it away. That is just giving it away. Just have them, just have it. And that was a stupid offer. Um, and I've known there's loads of courses like that, I've done offers like that. So for me, I don't think it's necessarily a... The fees have killed it off. And when you can play cheap golf, a tenner, 18 holes in somewhere, you don't need to join a club, do you, when you are uh, you know, at ninety to a hundred quid a month. You can just go, Well, I mean that's ten rounds of golf. If you're not gonna play ten rounds of golf, you can play once a week. You pay ten or a round or fifteen quid around, money, haven't you? And if you're not and yeah. that's fine. Um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on the actual Green Feast side of things or clubs just need to just bolt it in a little bit because I think folks club, will to bolt it in a bit and go, we're not doing cheap Green fees. It is what it is, the price. Not come up if not, your we'll do a twilight rate after four. Something like that. I think I'd, I'd yeah. do it. Like thoughts? Um, I
0: suppose, yeah, if you want me to kick it off. um, Yeah, kick it off. I get, so I go back to the point of with regards to golf I love playing in competitions and competing but I also love just playing different golf courses and that's why it's ideal for me to keep the membership as low as possible so I can finance playing other golf courses um, because playing the same one over and over it can get repetitive and can get very boring um, so Basically, for me, um, hang on a sec. Actually, come back to me. I've been uh, okay. slightly interrupted. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Right. G, do you want to carry on, mate?
2: Yeah. So <clears throat> the thing with green fees is, that, I mean, you can you can pay X, Y, or Z for for a green fee, uh, and like you said, it depends what you're getting. I mean, we used to pay 40, 50 quid for um, green fees in the area. Um, I know like you said some reduced green fees people are paying 10 15 20 quid at most or whatever yeah. um, the thing that really bothers me about green fees is you could have t- tea times through the day let's just say a tea time the green fee is let's just say 40 quid and it's 10 o'clock in the morning and You've got eleven. You've got tea times at eleven o'clock. This, that, and the other. There has to be a way where clubs can get rid of that green fee because once that time is gone, this is going to can generate so much money for the for the clubs. Like it's like an airplane ticket. Once that airplane ticket's gone, you can't you can't get that airplane ticket back. Which is always I've always wondered why they don't sell uh, airplane tickets ch- like cheap on the day. You can do that with green fees, you know. Um, there has to be a way of getting more money into the club that way by saying right something like if you if you book on the same day you get a ten percent reduced fee or if you, you book at the same day for later on in the day um or within the hour or something you get it for half price you know yeah you get people ringing up the course or 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 doing it through the internet or whatever it is, but there has to be a what you know once tea time's gone you know look on what let's just say one tea time one four ball is is eighty quid yeah, I let's agree with that. Say,
1: what you've just said, I agree with that. Because in terms of reducing it on the day, because if you think about it, if there's a sale on in a shop and everyone goes oh, yeah. and they go online, Black Friday's nuts, isn't it? Because you create that urgency. Exactly. The, you need to buy it there and then, or you lose the tea time. You're not getting it for that. Price. And you
2: don't, you don't get yeah. it back. It's never ever got back. So let's just say, even twenty quid's cheap. So we're taking minimum eighty quid. So you're giving every tea time you're missing. Okay, now it's ten minutes, is it, between tea times because of the COVID, whatever. Yeah, that needs to it's stay normally bit, eight, yeah. it's normally eight minutes or something like that. So you, you're potentially losing eighty pound every eight minutes. If you look at it like that, um, yeah, and that's that's at a reduced rate. 20 twenty pound is 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 good for any golf course. Really, I'd pay twenty quid to play any golf course, even if it's a field with eighteen flags in it. Twenty quid, you know, you know. <laughs> The thing just like, like rod like rod said just for a bit of just for a bit of uh, change now and again i mean we played hundreds of courses around the area. i don't mind any any course yeah you know, once you're paying more than 40 50 quid you have to look into it a bit more what's the condition like has it got good reviews stuff like that but for 20 quid someone just said yeah there's a course 50 miles away to pay and play it's 20 quid. someone said it was decent let's go yeah happy days but i think yeah i just don't understand it because Obviously, living in Spain, like there's a lot of tea time people will pay for membership. One of the courses I was at the other day, uh, I was talking to these Spanish people, and they pay. It's a very good course. It's actually owned by the same guys that own Valderrama. It's around the corner. But it's, it, you pay €5,000 to join the course. So you join the course €5,000, okay? Now, it sounds like a lot of money, and it is. But then every time you, you pay, every time you play, it's €1. Euro but you remember that course for €5,000 for life. Well, oh, for life, okay. And they love, they love it. She was just like, it's amazing because we play three or four times a week. They're not working or whatever, but, euros, but for yeah. them it's the, it's the privilege of we're members of this course. And I'm not saying that that would work in, in, in the UK because people, like Rod said, get bored of the same course, but there must be a way of doing like a, a five-year, th- you could do a five-year thing, let's just say, you put a grand down, and then every every green fee is like a fiver. Like I said, Rod said it was very much you could you could tailor memberships to what people want.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, but going back to what I was just saying, like the green fees, once they disappear, you know they're gone, and that's it. And yeah. clubs clubs like your club that you got, you guys are at, they're they're saying that they've you know they haven't got much money, or no clubs got much money and this that, and the other. But people are losing money hand over fist. There's no way. There's I mean, no one wants to see. Wall to wall four balls all day because it's going to be slow. But from a business point of view, if you're effectively losing £80 every eight minutes, every time there's a tea time I'm not booked, and over here in Spain, course, I'm playing tomorrow, it's an awesome course. I mean, it's ridiculous, ridiculous. You've seen the pictures, uh, it's like 50 euros, so it's like 40 odd quid, but it's, you'd pay 80, 90, 100. You get a buggy with it as well. It's your own buggy at the moment because it's uh, COVID. But there's so yeah. many tea times not booked, like literally, you could turn up and there's no one there. And I'm not saying that's the case in the UK, because obviously, the first couple of weeks back from COVID, everyone, I know you guys were saying it was rammed and you couldn't get in. And obviously, everyone's desperate to play golf. But yes. at some point, it's going to plateau and then you're going to have golf courses that can't fill their tea times. And, and it's just money down the drain. And that's where clubs can make money, in my opinion. That's one way of them making money by yeah. introducing some sort of scheme where you pay on the day. And if the green fee, is, say 40 quid, you say, right, if you, if you, on plays before midday, you put it out at, say, seven o'clock in the morning. We've got one, two, three, four 40 times available. You, even if you turn up as a two and you get added to it an, with another two, if you said, right, so that's going to be, that's online till midday, there's 70 times left, there's 15 spaces left, they're going for 20 pounds, first come, first serve. Yeah. Job done. And then you do it again, 12 till five, and then that's it. You just do it twice a day. Just open it up twice a day and say these tea times are now twenty pounds. you maybe leave a space here and there, so it, if it's, if it's four ball to four ball to four ball, but like I said, if you've got four or five six tea times a day you're just losing you're losing a monkey losing five hundred quid a day easily yeah and i'm sure I'm sure that's the case with every golf course. You could turn yeah. up some golf courses and they're quite when was the last time someone went off about an hour ago? But well, the problem you've got with that is Rue is
1: that a lot of coaches
2: don't look at it as so they lost five hundred because they've never had it in the first place. They'll just go, Well, golf
1: has cost nothing for somebody to go and play on that golf course. Yeah. And that's uh, what a lot uh, yeah. of people do. They go, yeah. Well, it doesn't cost enough to go and play golf. You know, if I just yeah. let that football go on for free, cost much for that to happen. It because yeah. 'cause know, pay somebody beyond the shop, then you've got to maintain the golf course and then you go, got it goes on and, on and on. We have. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Rod, anything last thing on Green fees? Yeah, I had
0: to, uh, was um, the duties. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's To be honest, Stu's made a lot of very good points. Um, In terms of pay and play, again, they need to be, every golf club needs to be offering variety in terms of um, pay and play. Like I said, everyone should have a standard rate and then twilight rates, et cetera. Yeah. I also feel there should be discounts for things like three and four balls. Um, because well, let's face it: if uh, you're you're bringing more people to the golf course, therefore you're taking more green fees. So, even if it's say ten percent, if you're doing a four ball, or whatever, or ten or off each person. Um, but Stu's point, yeah, about the um, like you say, gatch as well, in the sense that a lot of golf courses look at it in the wrong way, saying that. Oh, we never had that money, so we don't see it as money lost when really you should be looking at as money gained rather than money lost. That's money yep. that can be invested into the club, into the course, into the facilities, into everything. So if there's green fee if there's tea times that are available that day or the following day, you could even do it say halfway through the day before or something like that. Yeah. You could do it You could open it
2: up however you wanted. Yeah. yeah
0: you might not get people booking. So sort of the day people tend to book tea times more than a day in advance generally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, if you, if you, as a club, you looked how many tea times you had available for a particular day and you say like, okay, we could be looking at generating a bit more cash here. Um, let's put a bit of a discount on these, try and get people to book them up. And then, um, like I said, don't look at it as money that you never had. Just look at it as the additional income that you've gained, cool. um, which will all go or or should be invested into the course and the club, etc. So I um, totally agree with Stuart on that one. And um, but again, with with Pay and Play, they need to continue to evolve like memberships need to, be innovative with the offers that they have. Um, Otherwise, you're just not going to attract people because, like I said, because golf's such an expensive sport as it is to play. So that's my point.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think ultimately with memberships and green fees, in my point of view is, well, how does the product? You're buying the product. You're buying the course, essentially. That's what you're buying. Um, You might add on little bits, like you say, Clubhouse and all that. And then even green fees, when I go to a course, it's like the battlefield at the moment, isn't it? It's 80 quid. Forest of Arden's 55 quid, but I'm, you'd be buying the course which is ultimately the, ultimate, the product of why you've turned up to play golf is the product of golf it's worth that you don't mind paying it it's when it's, it's, when it's not worth it I think that's the problem I think a few years ago you had too many clubs charge 40 quid, and they wanted 40 quid for a substandard golf course and then you get to a point where then they've reduced it to a tenner and then it's rams, and the course is nowhere near as it used to be because lost they've that, lost that initial revenue I guess um, I think for me if I was a goal club now you know roughly what your tea times are going to look like especially in the week there's no excuse now because everyone books a tea time online in terms of the members or most do some are not you'd just block off a certain amount of time so you'd probably block off four or five o'clock if you pay and play and say your mean fee was 30 quid you'd probably drop it to 20 and fill those hours worth up of four balls and three balls um, and then initially what I would probably do is just do a Facebook ad fiver just around the area job done anybody likes golf would see it and i think initially you'd you'd probably fill them personally if you knew in two days time for i'll say a thursday night as an example between four and five no members had booked in well what i'm going to do is an offer then do the offer of 20 or 25 pound for a round of golf you would generally fill it my point of view (laughs) Yeah, um, I know we're going to short on time, so we've got about five ten minutes. So I know we've got to sort of wrap it up a little bit because we've all got different things to go and do today. If you are an owner of the golf course or a general manager of a golf course, put yourself in people's positions. If you would mind, chaps, what would you offer in terms of a membership? What's the activities? I can go first because I know exactly what I would do if I owned a golf club.
2: Is this right. is this if you're a director mm-hmm. of golf or a general manager? Which one? let okay, we on that. Whatever you want to do, mate. Just imagine whatever position you're in.
1: Let's be okay. honest; all of us said that one time about a before being a club secretary or a golf manager
0: or a golf club. All right. Yeah. Well, now, is, this, is this if you're a general manager who's interested in golf or not interested? Right. For those that are listening, you know what the dig is. Let's
1: move on. We're not here to name and shame. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first? Give me examples of what I would do.
2: Yeah, go for it. Right. So That'd for the
1: greens. So for the green fees, I'd like to think I would get a golf course for a 30 40 quid standard of a golf. I would then discount it down to £25 if I weren't having tee times. That would be it. No more, but it wouldn't be to the detrimental of the membership that I would pay an extra amount. But I don't see why, for me, I would have a full membership, full playing rights, everything you possibly want, as you are now, the full seven-day membership, £1,000. Well, it depends on the area where you are, of course, I get that. But let's say it'd be, it'd be in that middle gap. If you had um, a quarter at 500 quid, but the top five quarters in your area is eight 900 quid, which I know is in certain parts of the country, it is, or the UK, you'd probably fill that gap at 750, personally. Um, I would have a flexible membership of what we talked about, the 100 quid or the 25 quid or whatever. Um, I don't know, depends on the area again, but depends on what you can afford. Um, let's say 200 quid, two, 250 maybe, and you'd pay a get rate. Or you pay a produce rate of some form, but you get full player rights. But none of this. Well, you don't pay full player rights, so you don't get that. The reason why that would exist is for guys like myself or Rod, or even used to, that you, Stu, that could only play at the weekend. And full player, full membership would exist because let's face it, a lot of golfers, are, and it's nobody's fault. This I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They're all senior golfers, aren't they? They're all. I think the average age is about fifty-eight. The, the, most of them retire, so they can. They're going to play seven days a week, a lot of them will play five days or four days a week. Um, and then you've got, I'd have a six-month or stroke summer membership. So, for example, there's a lot of courses that were built in the early 90s. There was a big boom on it. But a lot of the golf courses, let's be honest, are substandard when it comes to drainage. They just built them on farmland that was never going to drain properly in the first place. You do come across that, especially if you're playing in club comps or open comps in the winter or even like the Warwick tree. We've played in for the club, and some of the courses are just smoking wet and they're open. Now, for me, I would have some sort of option, over, say 600 quid, and you pay from March to October. That's it. If you don't want to play in the winter, no problem whatsoever. Um, I think that would open it up a lot more. So, you still got the choice if you are going to play in the odd game in the winter, you still got that flexible membership and you pay and play. Always become that full member. I would then have intermediate under 35. So, that's anybody with a young family who like you, Griff, for instance, it'd be at a reduced rate. I would then have under 25 membership. then have an under 21 membership, I don't know what the prices would be. And then anybody under the, the age of 18 to encourage them to go through the rank of that golf club to keep them on as much as possible so they wouldn't disappear because they've got life and they can continue playing golf. I would have anybody under the 18 free of charge because they're still classed as a junior golf. That's what I would do. Free of charge, you're in. I don't care if you've got 50 juniors, they're free of charge forever. They hit 18 and you go into the under 21 category. what I would do. Uh, any thoughts, lads, on what you would do if you were a club member or anything like that? A club, member, club uh, director or anything like that? Just to change it up a bit. I think that keeps a traditionalist happy. I think that opens it up to everybody as a whole. So if, like, what's a journey can play the the weekend, there's your flexible membership for you. If you only want to play in the summer, but play a hell of a lot in the summer, i.e., me, there's your summer membership. If you're still under that, age group, then you still got the intermediate if you still want to be a full playing member and you go through the categories there's not too many, there's one, two, three, four there's seven
0: categories Yeah, the, the key the key word for me, and you've said it numerous times with regards to membership is flexibility yep. you need to be offering flexible memberships for people in all kind of situations and all walks of life um, like said, well, By the way, people... all of
1: them have got Full
0: paying rights. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically there's people, you know, people have families or people have demanding jobs, or there's some people that are single, or there's some people that live far away, or there's various different things. So for me, obviously you need to have your standard seven-day membership. Okay, that's for starters. Then you need to be offering in terms of flexible membership, like I said, maybe you have a week at <laughs> I personally don't see the much point in the five-day membership. No, um, they'll be gone. Um, I, I don't understand. see a lot of point in that, and I'm not sure how much demand clubs get for that. I wouldn't say it's a great deal. You may as well just go for the full seven-day whack. Um, Two-day memberships, as I mentioned earlier, I think would generate a lot more interest, or if you did a three-day, say the weekend and one day in the week. Um Things like, I also thought perhaps it would be, you could offer a, a twilight membership for people, but, but the twilight membership would be based on sort of the summer months. So again, you're looking at maybe a six to nine month membership. Yeah, that's can, what my summer membership, membership would be. be. Yeah. Um, the junior things, totally agree with. So we know from experience um, yeah. with regards to uh, where the club where members at, the junior section is basically non-existent. Um, Now there's another golf club I used to be a member at where they had a very good junior section and they've produced a lot of good golfers who have played for the county and everything like that. And they put a lot of emphasis on junior golf in the sense they have a junior section, they have a junior captain, they have a junior captain's day. They make a big fuss of the juniors, basically, and make them feel like they're part of the club. And I agree in the sense that juniors, you should offer a free membership to anyone under 18 because anyone under 18 is still classed as a junior. And I think that would really... Because, let's face it, a lot of them, they are the future of the club. Well, let's look at it from a long point, like a
1: really extreme point of view, right? If you a free, if you've gone free and somebody started at the age of 12 and they've become off plus four, plus five, and they get on a European tour and they're attached to your club, yeah. how good is that for marketing? Exactly. End of Like really long, you took it a long time, and you're hoping that somebody does do really well. Like you say, the junior membership where we were, Griff and Stu, as you know, Yeah. how many PGA pros has it produced?
2: It's produced a hell of a lot of PGA pros. Think about the guys that come out of that. Yeah, you've got to look at it and say how many, how many single-figure handicappers, how many assistant pros, how many pros have come out of that golf course, and how many have come out of the one that you're a member of. Yeah, zero. And and I understand the time difference. Don't get me wrong. One's been around for 125 years or whatever. But even if you're just talking, let's just say since since your golf club's opened up, which was early '90s. Right. Yeah, I think
0: 20... Yeah, you're talking a good sort of...
2: twenty. say 25, 25 years. years. Let's say 25 years. I mean, I joined the golf club we were talking about in 97. So, I mean, I was off... For, as an example, I was off four and I was sometimes not getting in the first six when we played scratch. Yeah. I was sometimes substitute, you know, the the seventh, the seventh man. You know, we had we had three off scratch, two off one, one off two, whatever it was, and he was just like, "Wow, just it's it was it was scary." But like you said, they're the future of the club, and now these these have all gone on to become good golfers, and yeah. you know, and what have you. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I completely any, agree.
1: And yeah. any, anything else, Griff? You wanted to say just on your point? I don't know um, not bit.
0: really. No, like I said, in terms of memberships, you've got to be offering as much flexibility as possible because. People know, people have so many different commitments nowadays. And you may get some clubs saying, oh, we've got too many memberships to offer and it causes confusion, which I think would be a totally load of rubbish and a complete cop-out because with the technology now you've got, it's just pretty easy to really keep on top of stuff like that. Um, yeah, technology. Cool. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think offering... Flexible memberships, like I said, people so they can just tailor the membership to around their schedules, their weekly schedule. Because everyone wants to play golf, but it's not it's not a game where you can just drop everything you got and go. Okay, I'm just going to pop out for half an hour. It's a game. (laughs) You're talking even nine hours, hour and a half at least, and that's not including the travelling time to the club and from the club. So uh, we know it's it's a game that takes a lot of time. So offering flexible memberships as flexible as possible and as many options as possible is the way forward for me. Rui, yeah,
2: what would you do? There's not much more to add uh, apart. We killed uh, it for you. (laughs) No, but I mean, between you, you've got it pretty much nailed on. The five-day membership is obsolete. It should be the two-day membership would be a thing and maybe a two-plus-one-day 2, two plus one day membership. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two, a two-plus-one, like Rod said, so maybe you can... Either that opens up to being a Friday, Saturday, Sunday or a Saturday, Sunday, Monday or Saturday and Sunday and one other day. Okay, It's obviously easy to police because you have to just sign in and then it tells you when you've used up your one for that week or whatever. Um, 100%, it needs to be tiered from junior up. So... Under 18 is free and then 18 to 21, uh, 21 to 25, probably 25 to 30 and 30 to 35. Uh, that way you'll keep you'll keep the people in coming through, the juniors that have come through, that you've spent the time, you know, hopefully juniors that you should have spent the time nurturing. They're not going to leave at 18 because the price is steep. You know, if, it's, if yeah. it's free to 18, you don't want them to be paying 400 quid 18 to 21. You know, you want them to be paying maybe two hundred quid, eighteen to twenty-one, and then if you're looking at full membership, you know, twenty-one to twenty-five, just add a hundred quid, and then up to about four or five, and just keep going. The full membership would be about eight hundred quid. So do it that way. Um, I quite like the re- the reduced original <laughs> membership to get your handicap, etc. I would probably go rather than going for a hundred. I've just been thinking about it rather than going for say a hundred quid, you could go for say two hundred and fifty, three hundred. You could go for the same. Yeah. For for a two day membership, and and then every other round you play is ten pound. So well, I know I
1: know, know Flexi Golf do it, but or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, so it's restricted
2: every club's restricted on it. You can't yeah. club so, do that. Yeah. So I mean, for Rod, I mean, like for instance, if he was a two day member and every other round he played in a week was a tenner, mm-hmm. you'd probably even if you played fifty rounds a week. 50 rounds a week, 50 rounds a oh, year. 50, this time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, even if you paid 50 rounds a year, that'd be, you'd be looking at 800 quid. You know, 50 yeah. rounds is, is doable. If you're playing once or twice a week, obviously you're not going to play a couple of months through the winter, I'd imagine, but yeah. then you're looking at yourself and saying, right, okay, if I want to make value of it, I can, the 300 quid is 300 quid, uh, but that gives you your handicap and X, one, Z, but then if you do happen to play two or three times a week, then you can play there if you want, or you can play another course. I also like what Gareth said earlier about the links that courses can have because nowadays a lot of courses there are close together and you could just say, you could link them and say, yeah, you can play here for a x amount. If you remember here, you can play here for half price or something like that. That'd be quite good. But definitely the, the, the key one is, is the under 18s free and then tiered all the way up. Because um, once like, there's a big jump in the tier, of payment, people then that's when people leave golf clubs and they find somewhere else.
1: And this is that's the one weird. thing I, I would drum into my staff if I if there were you know all of us. If you see a guy on flexible membership and he's playing three times a week and he's, he's going to work out for him more than the thousand pound full member, why are you not offering him a full membership? Hmm. I know he's shorter. shorter I think not, you're going to lose more
0: money, but more reality is he could be a member for longer. Job. Think- right, go on, sorry. If if I could just add a point in the sense that I get the concern might be for a golf club is that if they offer, say, the two-day membership on the weekend or two plus one, whatever, they think, oh, we're going to get a lot of members dropping from a seven-day to that because we know most members are probably going to play on the weekend. But I I get that mentality and I get how they're thinking, but they need to think of how many potential members they could attract with that with that flexibility in their membership offering rather than what current members they might have that would reduce down to that. Cause I yes. see yeah. a lot more people rather than, Oh oh shit, we're going to lose so much money from members dropping down to this level. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my thinking behind it.
2: Yeah, no, I'd agree. And a lot of the, a lot of the members yeah. of your club uh, will all play through the week. They'll all pay seven day membership anyway, because, a lot of them are retired and they'll they, they play through the week so
0: yeah
2: like it depends said, it on really, that it. I'm sorry Rude. go on no I was just about to say then it just depends then I don't know the percentages of what of of what golfers just play weekends and how many would mm-hmm. drop down from the seven days to the two day but if you, if you charge the ten pound extra per round yeah you know, that, that'll soon people will say oh yeah I'll play in the week it's only a tenner and then you play twice a week maybe and then uh you know, it soon adds up. You still be paying maybe five, six hundred pounds a year, but that yeah. way you're not going to lose members. No, sure, no. and you're going to gain. You're going to gain members as well. Like you said, I think yeah, what you do from a
1: golf club's point of view is that a lot of guys will look at it, Rod, and I think they'll go, "Yeah, let's do a reduced weekend membership or three day membership or whatever," and then they'll go, "How many are we going to lose?" That's fine. We'll probably say, let's say you lose your membership, go drop down to a weekend. So let's say you got 400, 100, go down to that weekend, right? And let's say your weekend membership for a year is, well, I don't know, five, 600 quid. Then let's say your full membership's about £1,000. And then you're about four now, you're about, you're about you know, was it, four, four grand, yeah, four, 40 grand down or whatever. So then it, or four grand, max rubbish at the moment. Um, so if you're doing that, then you go, well, how many could we attract? Does that get us back up to level playing field? Do you have the same amount of turnover coming? So, so if you've got more turnover, if you've got the same amount of turnover, but more members, that means your cost of the course goes up. And I think that's ultimately what their decision would have to be. Do you suffer a little bit of, who that, who that is, razzle dazzle, give me a quick call. Um, so then <laughs> you have got... I don't know what he's doing, but anyway. So that that's... I can see one of on the golfer's point of view with that. Okay, well, do they drop? Then if they drop, that means we gain more numbers, but then do we have more traffic? to so the court will get battered more, that means we've got to spend
0: more money. There you go. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Weird I'm weird on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. you <laughs> got to... I'm on a podcast. Look <laughs> 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 <Especially laughs> on the buggy. <laughs> that guy's...
2: For your information, guys, he's yes, bro. my brother. it's my brother, and he's a green tea. What's on you on the podcast here, bro? There's a podcast, Hey, eh? not you? Look at that. Your bro's on there, kid. That's so good for kids.
1: Can you not see? You- can- looks like you're fucking naked, mate. <laughs> Who? You. I'm naked. fucking not looking I'm not looking at you. I'm looking away around you, oh, my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> 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 That's all, I'll give you a shout bad mate. we nearly done here. That was, that was good. Sorry about that. There you go. I thought, well, it keeps ringing, so I, I've got to just quickly, you know.
0: Yeah, well, to- what saying. there's a lot of variables to consider when offering different kinds of memberships, but it, in the end, I mean, it, it's, it has to be done. They have to evolve. They have to be able to make in golf. More open to to people to get involved, basically, and um, yeah. they have to think. where people are paid a lot of money to think the, of these kind of ideas and consider all the variables that will um, that will affect it. But um, yeah, they have to do it. Something has to be done. And um, like I said, if if a golf course, I don't know of one, but some people might be able to tell me if if they know of a golf course that offers two-day memberships on a weekend or two plus one in the week, then well, it would be great if, if they actually got in touch with Gatch or something like that just to tell us what their experience is and um, yeah. how much they charge for this kind of thing because um, I think it's something that golf course really need to look into. Yeah, I
1: mean, for me, it's... You know, adapt or die for most gold clubs, in my opinion. I think you got your private clubs will just be your private clubs forever. But the rest of the clubs have got to look at other ways of doing it. And I think these are some of the topics I think they could do. I think it's whoever's got, and I'm being blunt to the point here, we has got the biggest bollocks. Whoever's got the biggest bollocks. Go, do you know what? We're going to do a change here on the membership. We're going to do it slightly different. And we're going to give people full rights and adapt to what people actually want. I think in my point of view, there's a lot of golf courses that are not listening to what is needed in the industry. I think a lot of yeah. courses just go, Well, we've always done it this way and we've always made a better dollar. We've always yeah. made broke even for the year. Where if you look at the music industry, I know it's a different industry altogether, but if you look at anything, things change and I can't go to be saying my working in it since fourteen started sixteen my thirty one what, what you know, so over Years plus experience of being in and around the game from working in it. I don't think nobody changed in terms of membership. What they offer it's just basically the same. You just go wherever the best value is for the product you're buying buy for. Um, anything else, chaps, before we wrap this up? Because I know we said we won't do too long. We've already wrapped up in nearly an hour. So is there anything else?
0: Uh, I think just, that's good. Just to add on cool. to your point that you were saying that basically a lot of golf courses, they they think that how they've done memberships has worked in the past. So yep. it's brought in money. And they're going to keep it as it is. But like I said, you've got to continue evolving. Some people, they might have owners or managers who are very set in their ways and been doing it a certain way for certain times. And unfortunately, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, so that's why you need a little bit of a, a rejig, something to freshen up the place. Mm-hmm. Um, something with some new innovative ideas and uh, something to take the golf club forward because they have to change, like you said, either like you said, adapt or die.
1: Yeah. Okay, for anything. Um Right. right I'm r- gonna wrap r- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here with that. I think that's been nearly an hour, so that's probably more than we wanted for half an hour, 45 minutes. So we've obviously gone over, as we always do. Um, I'd like to thank anybody who is listening, anybody who's subscribed, anybody who's made any comments, anybody who's got back in touch with me, guys that are coming to me saying that they'd the like to be on. That's good. Um, we're on every platform. iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. I think about eight or nine different platforms now for the podcast. Um, somehow, this was, I don't know when this episode will come out, but somehow I'll say a few weeks back we managed to get 36 in the UK. I don't know how that happened, but we got up there at one point, but steadily within that top 100 all the time. happen Apple, your support and your listening. So I'd like to thank you deeply from that because um, thats that's been massive and I didn't expect it to get listened as quick as possible. I think we're over 200 now. And this was. In terms of listens have been about 205, 210 plays, something like that. So it makes me just continue doing this and organise it with these two boys and coming on again. So I'd like to say thanks to Rod because I know he's a busy family man these days. I'd like to say thanks to Stu for coming on and giving up an hour of his time. And of course, Razzle for that two minute introduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. Really, it's been a bit of a serious one. We've not actually laughed that much on this one. it Has been a bit more right. What could golf courses do got a bit more serious on this one. But I think probably we'll the we'll discussion needed, and no doubt we can make about six podcasts out of this. Good days. But uh, thanks for coming on, Japs, again as always. No worries, no worries. And uh, thanks for the listen. And we'll catch you next time.